I'm Shelby. I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast. We're certified with high women. I'm kidding. Through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an update. So, Erica, it's been a minute. Um, probably like a month or so. It has. So, what's good? What's popping? How you feeling? What's new? What's going on? I don't know how to ask it anymore. <laughs> I feel like, you know, the new year. I would be like, you know, new year, new me. Nah, it's uh, new year, same me. Uh, But I would like to say that I did have, you know, new year's resolutions of what I wanted to work on, but I didn't think that God was going to test me as soon as January 1st came around. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) So when I always say this, and I need to stop saying it, that I don't have patience for anything. Like, I get so irritated at the smallest things. Yeah. And it just messes up my whole attitude. So how about, this just happened the other day, I was so upset about something. Have you ever been so upset that you driving in the car and ain't no music on, nothing, you just driving because you so mad? I don't think I've ever been that mad where I got to turn the car me. off. That was me. And funny you say that because I was pulling up to the store and I was just so upset and I went into the store, bought some things, stood in line. I was even getting even more irritated because the lady in front of me was arguing about she didn't want to pay $7. So then I come back outside and I said, why are my lights on for my car? And so Uh I go up to it and tell me why the whole car was on. That's how mad I was. I got out the car, left the whole car running. Uh, You got money, money, even the Jeep running. (laughs) The, I mean, the speakers was banging, the heat was blasting, like, I was that mad. I just hopped what out the car, doing? went in the store, did and then lift, he, Did you lock the door? It was locked, but normally if you lock it, then your key would beep or something, but it didn't. But in that moment, I was like, thank you, Jesus, because normally something that upsets you so bad, like that you're just so distracted by everything. And I felt like at that moment, God was like, look, calm down, because you done left your whole car smooth on. <laughs> So that's that's me. I'm like I'm already being tested in so many ways about just calm down. It's gonna yeah. be okay. So that's how I, that's how I'm doing. But I'm good. I didn't lose my car. Nobody was driving off. Or just riding around and getting in a new wheel. <laughs> now that would have been something to be mad about. Yeah, that probably I would have laughed so hard after you got your car back. Been like this heifer was so mad. Somebody didn't really. You know that reminds me. When we went to that concert and we violated your car and he and then he like pull up and like he was playing like. We were playing like what were we playing like one hundred six point nine or something. He was or whatever it was, and he came back playing. I don't know what he came back playing, but was, smooth R and B, and I'm like was whipping it around in the thing like that was really his car. He was like, that's not the station. I cried. I really I feel like ballet really people. They really do. <laughs> hey, that man's well. You might as well stunt on him. I'm I like, because you never know where they take your car to. <laughs> but anyways, how have you been? You know, I've been chilling. I'm trying this whole. Trying to be chill, trying to just live my life and be patient and wait on what God has for me. Because I'm not going to lie, the last month or two of 2018, your girl had a whole attitude. Like, just a bad attitude. And so, I was off for like a week and a half, which was much needed. Um, And I just like reset, chilled and all that stuff. But, you know, I'm doing good. Trying to figure my life out, figure out what's next for me, what am I about to do next. Because I want to do so many things, but I got to figure some stuff out first. So, so no new boo yet? You know we about to talk about dating and relationships. No, you girl still single and pregnant. Well, dang. I guess we're going to be giving that advice all year. <laughs> <laughs> so let's 
get into it. So, dating and relationships. The question I have for you, Shelby, oh, is Jesus. what role does physical attraction play in whether or not you pursue a relationship with this person? Let's just keep it 100. <laughs> um, the thing is, it plays a, it plays a huge role in it. Mm-hmm. Like, because if we're being honest, like, if somebody comes up to you that you don't find attractive. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Sorry, I'm not going so, to. <laughs> Erica's so petty, y'all. <laughs> She's looking at me like I'm crazy. But no, seriously, like, if somebody comes up to you and you don't find that person attractive, you're not going to be interested in them. Like, mm-hmm. I will say, I have dated people that a lot of people haven't thought were attractive, but in my defense, I kind of knew that person already and I really, really liked their, um, liked their personality, but I feel like Attraction plays a big role in it because let's just be serious. Like, if someone comes up to you and tries to get at you, the first thing you're thinking on a scale of raggedy to fine as fuck (laughs) is like, okay, he cute, he kind of cute, he'll do, he all right. Like, it plays a huge role. Like, I'm probably not going to talk to you if I'm not attracted to you because your girl's trying to have kids and I don't want to have three monsters. Well, hey, I've seen some real, like, two really fine people have a not-so-fine baby. Let me stop talking about people's I don't talk about kids. So, you will lie. You will lie. So, anyway, I feel like it it does make a big difference because that's just what you see first. Yeah. Especially with men. They're physical creatures anyways. They're going to see if they want to talk to you or not. And so, with me, I feel like... I wouldn't say, oh, I'm not going to talk to you because you this or that. Because yeah. everybody has different opinions on if you ugly or not. Yeah. <laughs> like, somebody that may be fine to me could be ugly to somebody else. And that's usually how it works. I find that me and my friends, we all have, like, drastically different tastes. hmm So, since we keep it in 100, so usually what's your type? Like, what are you usually attracted to? Like, this person came, like, we don't know anything about this person, but if this person, type of person came up to you, you'd be like, <laughs> First off, uh, clean cut, facial hair. I do not like bald heads. It's like, Shelby, you know this. I, I don't. I, hey, no. no. If you end up with a bald head in me, I'm crying. I'm not. Unless I'm, you're like 60 years old. Okay, babe, you can lose your hair at this point. Yeah, but, I can go end up with a bald head in no, me, and I'm going to cry. You will not speak that over my life. So, I'm not. Like, I'm just not attracted to that. I feel like if I got to have hair on my head, you need to have some hair on your there, head. There have been some attractive bald headed men. There have, but I. it's just, I just, mm-mm. So, anyway, he has to have, uh, he would have to have, like, a. Facial hair, but like clean cut. Like I don't just like you don't like like the caveman thing or nothing. Nah, but just be <laughs> clean cut with it, muscular, like athletic built, and okay. like a football player kind of built. Like oh, like, okay. And um, okay. I don't know, but they like the little ones. Um, so <laughs> no, and, they do. <laughs> and then, like I just love chocolate skin. Like that would be my perfect description. Yeah, but it don't always beat them kind of be like, hey, what's your number? And then I get offended. I just want to say <laughs> that me and Erica have been in some situations <laughs> where people have really come up to us. And you and I'm like, do I look like I'm the type of person? <laughs> I really do get offended. Like, But I'm right. so nice. Like, even if I don't, like, if I'm not interested in you, I'm so nice. Because A, I don't know how crazy you are. B, I don't know what you're carrying. And that's just not my personality. Yeah, me either. And you never know. Like, ah, something may happen. We may have to reconnect. And I may like you. I don't know. Yeah. I know. I'm never rude about it. What's your ideal physical 
attraction? I think you already know. Well, the people don't know, so okay. let, them, let them know. So, <laughs> I like dark-skinned men. I like them tall. My mom always jokes with me. She's like, why do you like tall men? Like, you, I'm like 5'2". So, I like dark-skinned men, tall men, like facial hair, you know, a little, you know. And then somebody that's like, just, and somebody that's just like, low-key, just like, smooth. Does that make sense? That's just like, because your girl can be a lot. And everybody always teases me and tells me that I'm going to have to some, have somebody that's really steady and really chill. Because if you really know me, like, I can go from zero to a thousand. <laughs> and keep on talking and not miss a beat. But I would say, yeah, and then somebody that's just like, really, really confident, like, Somebody that's just like sure themselves and different things like that. But that's usually the type that anything physical that you don't like. Like for me, like I said, bald heads, like no. But you, is there anything physical you're like, eh, uh-uh. uh <laughs> Has to be something. Come yeah, well, I can't think of anything. But I'm more of like a personality person. Yeah, you should be. All of us should be. Yeah. I can't, like I know there's something, but I can't like think of. Well, oh, I don't want you. Oh, yeah, I don't. I like my men to be like muscular and kind of skinny. Um, just for me, I don't think it will work out with somebody yeah. less skinny. <laughs> yeah, it's just not my preference. But they like the little ones too, so <laughs> just saying they do. Well, it's not for sure. We. Well. I don't know. I feel like physical attraction it does play a part because you want to be attracted to your partner. Yeah. And then there are some situations where you may not be attracted to them at first, but then once you get to know them, their personality is attractive. Yeah. Just like if you see a really fine dude and he has no personality. Oh my He's gosh, not that's attractive. the worst. I've dated people, I've talked to people that were so fine, but they had no personality or they were just like arrogant, probably. Arrogant, a douche, like just, excuse my language, assholes. Yeah, I, can't, I don't like a guy that's very cocky and like arrogant and like tries to look like money but really don't have no money you know kind of thing like I, I don't this, like that I remember one time it's the guy I was telling you about that I talked to like a year or two ago and he was like he was really attractive probably not the type that I usually go for but he was attractive and he was so arrogant and like the way that he presented himself like it was all about I have this I have that I got money I got this many cars I got this much money I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. And I was so turned off. Yeah. And I was like, first off, you got the wrong one. Um, Second off, he was just too much, and he was just really, really pushy. And I don't like, you know you like aggression, but you don't like aggression, like like too much. You know what I mean? Like, am I making sense? Yeah. But I think think that physical attraction does play a role in it, but I think we have to be careful to not let that be, like, the biggest factor or the biggest role because that can get you in trouble. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It can. Because a lot of guys, like, for instance, I know you heard, like, Meek Mill was talking about he don't like lace fronts. First of wings. all, I was so upset. <laughs> I was like, Meek, take, somebody take Meek's phone. Somebody else said something. Then Peter from Real Housewives of Atlanta had the audacity. <laughs> not the audacity. The audacity <laughs> to come and put his two cents in. Sir. First of all, you're bald. Like I said. Um... <laughs> Then what, what did Peter down. say? I don't think I heard Something what Peter about, said. I forgot what he said, but it irritated my soul. But first of and all, and I think it's okay to have preferences. Let me yeah. say that. I just think that it's not. You can't be rude about it. Like one of yeah. our friends had posted the other day. She wrote this thing about how um, 
if you're going to be, uh, if you're going to talk to me because she, I'm trying to find the right terminology. She's a beautiful, thick woman. I'll say it like that. And she's really beautiful. She's intelligent. She has so many things going for herself um, and all that stuff. But one of her things was like, you know, if you're going to talk to me, don't say that. Don't talk, don't talk to me and say I'm pretty for a big girl. Mm. Or don't talk to me and say that I'm pretty for a black girl and yeah. different things like that. Yeah. I think it's totally okay to be attracted to what you're attracted to. Yeah. But I think that you shouldn't try to change someone else to fit your build. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, like, some guys prefer skinny girls. Cool. Some guys prefer thick girls. I ain't your chick, because I ain't thick like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I just think that we have to be careful with our physical attraction, because sometimes that's not what we need. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's not what God has for us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can miss your blessing. Exactly. And when I, the thing that annoys me, and I guess because a lot of women, like when guys say, oh, I don't like girls to be wearing makeup or a whole bunch of makeup, fake nails, cool, I ain't the one. fake hair. I'm like, first of all, you probably wouldn't even know if it was real or fake anyways half the time. And second of all, I'm like, this is stuff that people usually do to enhance themselves. Not just because they don't have nice looking nails without fake nails or nice hair without yeah. fake hair. You know, yeah. I just don't like that. I'm like, why should that matter if you're attracted to her or yeah. not because she got on fake eyelashes? You know what I'm saying? Like, sir, don't act like you all that in a bag of chips. Calm down. Exactly. I'm like, y'all need to be appreciative of these wigs. Because if you saw what I'm working with right now. If you saw these edges right now, because your girl's on the struggle bus. And I'm not even going to laugh. Wigs saves lives, okay? Wigs, braids, protect yourself. I feel like whatever a woman wants to do to enhance herself, I feel like that's on her to do. And I feel like it's okay for men to not like that. Yeah. But my thing is, if you know that a woman likes to get her hair done, likes to get her nails done, likes to get eyelashes, all mm-hmm. that stuff, don't be with her. Mm-hmm. Because what you're not going to do is tell me how I'm going to get my hair done. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell me, like, I don't like weave. I don't, that's fine, sir. You can exit the door because Shelby Brennan's not the one. I'm telling I you I feel right like now. sometimes guys see that, and I've actually heard guys say this before, that it looks like you high maintenance. Well, guess what? But you know what? I think <laughs> that comes from... Sometimes, and I'm not saying all women, I'm saying some women, some women expect guys to foot that bill. Yeah. And so if they're expected to foot the bill, they're just saying like bills and money. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to get all that stuff done, like my hair and my nails, obviously I'm going to foot the bill. I would never ask like a dude to pay for that. Cause that's yeah. me. That's I'm what like, I want to do. Just like guys, like there are certain things that I love for guys to do. Like I love for guys to have like clean shaving haircuts or smell good and all that stuff. That's my personal part. Pr- you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I don't know. I think it depends. It does. But it, I just, long story short, it does play a role mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, if somebody come up to you and talk to you or they slide your DMs, if they ain't looking right, you know you're going to leave them on red or you know you're going to decline them in the nicest way. Like, Lord, just don't send me no bald man. I mean, it's cool. Yeah, if, if Erica he ends bo- up with a bald man, And if I'm you crying. end up with a light-skinned dude, a pasty Erica, dude. get out. <laughs> get out. Okay, we'll move on, move on. Okay, so let's talk about the journey. Um... So I want to talk about how important it is. Well, Shelby and I have learned this um, since we started everything, is that you are your brand that you're trying to build. Meaning, yeah. you go somewhere, if it's a networking event and you're meeting people or if you're trying to work with people to do something, remember, yeah. you're not your individual self. You are representing your brand. So whatever they think of you in that moment, especially first impressions, mm-hmm. that can travel and be either a good referral yeah. or a bad referral. 
Because yeah. I feel like me and Shelby, a lot of times, a lot of people we've worked with, we met them for the first time. Yeah. And they end up staying around, like, a few hours to speak, to just talk to us and chill with us. And they're like, yeah. we feel like we've known you forever. And I think that's something really good for us because there's been a lot of open doors. And I feel like that's all been because somebody is, like you always say, somebody's telling somebody that you're dope. Yeah. And so I think it's just important to remember that you are your brand. So you got to be, you know, positive. Yeah. And if you out there being nasty, working with people, then yeah. what do you think that they're going to say to the next person? Like yeah. if you're a photographer, but you just is, got an attitude. So yeah. I was like, hey, do you know a photographer? Well, yeah, but I won't refer you to her because she had an attitude. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. So we have to be aware of that. What do yeah. you think? I definitely agree. I think that I've been more cognizant of that, especially like probably in the like the last year or the last couple of months, just because we've been trying to, you know, get some like we've been trying to make meaningful relationships. Yeah. And to make meaningful connections. And sometimes it's just so dope that sometimes when you meet people, um, they'll be like, oh, you have a blogger or oh, my friend told you about it and different things like yeah. that. So I think it's for me, it's just been like this journey has been like really, really interesting and eye opening for me. But I think it's, and I think it also goes to show like me and Erica, we got invited to this event earlier in the month. And y'all, when I tell y'all, I have it, it was, it was just, first of all, it was a dope event. Um, it was a launch event in Dallas for this new TV network mm-hmm. called Cleo TV. And, um, the parent company was TV One. Mm-hmm. Y'all on everything. I do not know how me and Erica got on the guest list on God. No. And no. And what's crazy is that it was, us individually got, you know, invited because normally it would be like, oh, okay, somebody saw our email on Instagram and just sent us an invite, but we don't have our personal emails yeah. <laughs> on Instagram or anything like that. So it just goes to show you don't know who knows you, who's watching you, who yeah. can refer you to something. Yeah. So that was all God for real. <laughs> yeah. And it just goes to show that when you do what you're supposed to do and you're authentic and you are, you know, the same, um, it's like one thing I've learned is that once you start a brand, you're always on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people are always going to attach you to your brand, your brand to you, mm-hmm. and just everything that you do. Mm-hmm. So I really have to be cognizant of who I am on, you know, a day-to-day basis because I'm not going to lie. There are some days I got an attitude. Some days that I'm pissed. Some days that I'm upset. Some days that I don't be with the shits. Um, <laughs> there are just some days, but I've had to be like, okay, Shelby, like, sometimes you just got to fake this attitude till you make it because you never know who's watching you, who can refer you, and just different things like that. I think that's been a really, really big um, lesson for me and something that I've had to be aware of. Yeah, because it's important. And, like, the more we are – one of our main goals this year is to be more established. Mm -hmm. So if we want to do that, then it's important for us to keep that positivity positivity (laughs) when we work with other people and whatever we put out there, we make sure that – it's nothing negative. We have an attitude. I mean, everybody has a bad day. We all do. Like, yeah. I just told you, like, if somebody saw me at that Walgreens, like, I think I saw Erica from office <laughs> smelling stomping in that store. Like, you know, yeah. it's just, we. it is very important. No matter how small you think it is, no, people watching you and you don't know if you're messing up your referral to somebody or not. Yeah. So. I agree. That's what we learned. So, next we're going to talk about the mentor moment. And this is where we have a question that was asked, and then we give our advice. Um, So the question is, how do you deal with feeling overlooked in life or in school or maybe in the workplace? And is it true that 
being a black woman, we have to work 10 times harder to get half the credit. That's deep. What do you um, think, Shelby? I got a lot. Um, <laughs> so I currently, like, have been going in and out of feeling these emotions um, and just feeling overlooked in a lot of areas of my life, um, career, and um, more so, like, I guess, like, relationships and stuff like that. Um, I will say, like, it's one of the hardest. It's, it's something. It's something that's really hard to deal with because I feel like, for me, Whenever I feel however I feel, you know, I feel like it's perfectly okay for me to feel like that. Mm-hmm. But I think the hard part is not willowing in the pity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've realized that I can be the best person for the job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or I could be the most bomb girl to a dude, you know? But... If that is not for me or that season is not for me, God is going to hide me in that season. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think for me that one way that I have to deal with being overlooked is like, however I'm feeling, like, I let myself feel like that in private. Like, if I got to cry, I'm going to cry. If I got to punch some pillows, I'm going to punch some pillows. Like, if I got to vent or do whatever I got to do, like, or journal, whatever, I'm going to get my emotion out. And then usually I just pray and I'm like, and I always feel like whenever I feel hidden, I feel like, A, that something better is on the horizon. Mm -hmm. I feel like, B, there's a reason that God didn't, you know, allow me to have that opportunity. Um, I feel like a lot of times when I feel like I'm being overlooked, I'm really being prepared for something more. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind myself, I'm like, Shelby, you can mess this up being in your feelings. You can mess this up, you know, feeling pity for yourself. Because whoever got the job or got the guy or you know, got the shine in school or whatever. That was for them in their season. Like, there Mm -hmm. have been seasons where I have been winning, and there have been seasons where I felt like I've been overlooked. But every time I came out of a season of being overlooked or hidden, like, it was well worth it. Mm -hmm. And even though I'm in that season right now, it's really, really a hard pill for me to swallow because I feel like just in, like, for instance, my career, I feel like I have so much to offer. I feel like I'm a really intelligent, smart person. You know what I mean? But just because I feel like that and I may be like that, that doesn't stop me from hardships and that doesn't stop me from being overlooked. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, if you get this amount of degrees and you do this, you know, at your job and you, you know, and you show him that you're loyal, whatever it is, like, that does not guarantee that you're not going to be overlooked. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, I remember when I got my master's degree, I just knew that all of these things that I had been praying for was going to fall into place. And I really feel the year 2018, so I got my master's in 2017. 2018 was a really hard year for me, um, career-wise. Because I just didn't feel like I was where I was supposed to do, and I didn't feel like I was reaching up to my potential. But one thing that I told myself, I was like, Shelby, you can't either bitch about it or boss up about it. So... I did both. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's a really hard thing. And I do think that black women do have to work ten times as hard because, A, you're black, and second, you're a woman. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. So I know when I'm at work, I got to cross all my T's, dot all my I's, and document mm-hmm. everything and be on point yes. versus someone who's not me Yep. necessarily may not 
have to be as on point as me. Mm-hmm. And that's not taken away from their skill because I have I know people that do very well in their job and they're amazing. I'm just telling you for me that I always have to be on. Yeah. And that's, and that's exhausting. It is. But it's the reality too. Yeah. And it's crazy because I have been dealing with this for the past couple of weeks is feeling overlooked. And it's crazy because when I got in my car this morning on the way to work, I always listen to Joel Osteen, like, on satellite radio or whatever. And he was talking about when you feel overlooked. Oh, I listened to that one this morning. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, I hear you. But this particular incident happened to me at work. So I'm fairly new there. Mm-hmm. And I'm also the only black person there. Mm-hmm. Not black woman, black person yeah. <laughs> there. So like you were saying, Joby, like, you, of course you kind of always have to be on. If people walking in late, well, they're not you, so you really can't just go along with the flow and take two-hour lunches, and you better, you, be, on time. You better be on time. So, okay, long story short, <laughs> there was this huge project that we were doing at work. Yeah. And everyone basically had their hands in the project, project but um, recently we were having this huge company meeting to where they were going to announce everyone who was involved in the project. So the guy that was quote unquote, the lead of the project, who was also on my team said, um, sent a message to everyone and listed everybody on the project. And he left my name out and left. I was the only name left out. So it immediately, like I said, I ain't got no patience. It immediately made yeah. me mad because I felt like, okay, I did some crucial things on this project, like some critical things. And what didn't make sense either is like when you complete something on the project, that notification goes to him. So you see my name and then you, I won't say deliberately, but I feel like you just didn't care enough to add me on there. Yeah. So he was like, if there's anybody that I left off, please let me know. So I sure did. I was petty Betty and I put my name in all caps and I told him exactly what I was involved in, which he already knew. And so I felt like a lot of some of my coworkers that I'm cool with, they commented under my comment and with like these emojis with like the 100 and like the the sunglasses and like things like that because they knew like that's dumb. Why would you leave Erica off of it? But it really messed with my spirit the whole time because I did feel overlooked and I was like, I didn't work all these long hours for you to be like, oh, well, is there anyone that I didn't add on here? And I'm the only, it'd be, it'd be okay if you left out John, Sarah, you know, Rachel, you left off me, the only one. And so I was like, you know what, Erica, calm down. It really is so insignificant or whatever. But actually I had to go home and pray about it. Yeah. And when you feel overlooked and you feel that way, don't deny how you feel. Because honestly, what God did the next day for me just told me that he sees that that was a concern of mine and me feeling overlooked. Don't worry about. If your job isn't recognizing you, don't worry about yeah. if that man ain't recognizing Girl. you. I recognize you. I yeah. felt like that's exactly what he told me because the very next day we had another group meeting and <clears throat> one of my coworkers, he was giving out like gift cards for people that did um, the project. Yeah. And then this girl, um, she stepped, she sat up in the middle of the meeting was like, I really think that we need to give Erica two more of those gift cards because of what she did on that project. Nobody asked her to do, to say that, but I felt yeah. like that was God working. Like, how is that going to happen when yeah. nobody knew I was upset about yeah. not being at it? But I really did feel overlooked and I felt like my lesson was don't put all your 
validation yeah. in that job, yeah. in that man, Girl. in that school. Amen. Because God is the one that is looking at you. Yeah. And I really feel like I've had to learn that a lot of the things, I, I, for me, I feel like I've been getting confirmation from God that in my season of being overlooked, it's not about me. It's not. Like, yeah. in this season of my life, I feel like God is really, really pruning me to come into who I'm supposed to be, to come into who we're supposed to be. And, like, I think sometimes we get caught up in our pride and who we think we are and all of these different things that's not to knock our accomplishments or anybody else's accomplishments. But it's a process, and I feel like everybody has to put in the time and put in the work. And I feel like sometimes you have to go through being overlooked so you can appreciate when you're not overlooked, so you can pull somebody else up when you're up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm having to learn that every for every season there's a reason and i i've had to start asking myself like god like what are you trying to teach me like what do you want me to get out of this because you know we're sitting up here and we're saying you know all this stuff and different things like that but if we just gonna be 100 like it really hurts to be overlooked it does it really hurts to like feel like you're not good enough and you're not you know Mm -hmm. validated and so um, that even happened, like, I was thinking, I'm like, I've always been the minority in the situation. I've always been the one black person or the one black woman. Like, even when I was in school, I was, I did a lot of years in architecture. Yeah. That's all men. Okay. Most of the women were doing interior design. I, so I'm used to being, having to feel like I have to work a little bit harder to get a little bit of the credit. Yeah. But I also don't want to put all my validation into, did y'all see what I did? Give me, give me credit. Give me validation. Like that's not the type of person that I am. But when you feel like you are overlooked, that's different. Not saying that, well, you want validation from this man. You want validation from this job. Yeah. You just, just realize that the validation doesn't come from those things. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. So I just had to pray it off of me, like I said, um, yeah. because I was heated. And that's all you can do. That's yeah. all you can do. And I think of it like this. For every no I get and for every rejection I get, like, I'm that much closer to my yes, y'all. I feel like I've taken so many ills. I feel like I've been overlooked and I haven't gotten opportunities that I was more than qualified to do. But mm-hmm. every time I get rejected, I'm like, Shelby, you're that much closer to your yes. You're one yes closer. Exactly. So that is exactly why... For the words of encouragement today is a verse from Genesis 12, 2. And it's when God says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing to others. So basically he's saying, don't worry about it. Don't nobody remember your name. Ooh. Your name ain't on that board. Okay. Your name ain't, you know, whatever. Yeah. God will make your name great. It yeah. says that right there. And I think a lot of times we make the mistake of, like you said a little bit earlier, putting our validation in other people and what other people can do for us. But mm-hmm. I really believe in this season of our life or whenever God wants us to. Like, God, like, I don't think people, I think sometimes we rely so much on other people to put us on. Yeah. When we underestimate God putting us exactly. on. Or God putting us in the ear of somebody. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think that sometimes we just got to stop and breathe and just realize that God got it. Mm-hmm. God got us. Like, he can put your name in the ear of somebody 
that ain't never heard of you. Yeah. Like, he can make your video or your blog post or whatever you're doing come across the desk of somebody that got some real power to help you. You know yes. what I mean? And I think we have to take a moment to stop worrying about what Tom or Sarah is going to do for us mm-hmm. and start worrying about what God, get on our knees and pray and worry about what God's going to do for us if we're just being 100. That's the word. And I think we should end on a prayer with that one. <laughs> so, bow your head, Shelby. <laughs> Unless you drive it. <laughs> So, dear God, we thank you for this episode today. We feel like you really did speak through us, and we thank you for all of the blessings that you are going to bestow on everyone under the sound of my voice. And we thank you for this message. And I just pray for everyone who may be feeling overlooked or rejected or feeling like they have to work 10 times harder just to get a little bit of credit. We ask that you will show them in their life this week that you see them, that their matters matter to you, no matter how insignificant they may think that it is. Just show them, give them your favor, and keep your blessings um, flowing over them through the rest of this week. And we thank you for your protection. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.